a lot of people think they have to convince God to give or they got to, we're waiting for God to give. And, and I did that, I intended that to be a, a one-off, but a few, a couple of people just since then have said to me, can I do a bit more in-depth teaching on that? And, and I thought, well, you know, I, 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 quite a few years ago, I did some things about receiving from God and receiving from God the giver. But, but I thought about it and I thought, actually, I think it, 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 is, it would be good to do a bit uh, and to talk a bit more about receiving from God. Because some of this is foundational. Some of this is basic, but it's, it's good to, to, have, to, to, to get it stirred up. So once again, I'm going to put the, the increase series on, on hold for a little bit, if that's all right. We'll get there. We did talk about blessing. Um, and, and, and I'm going to spend a little bit of time on this. It just seemed like it, it, would, it would, would, would be good. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, one of the big challenges that Christians have seems to be getting their prayers answered or from their perspective, getting their prayer, you know, or, or getting, get, receiving something. It, it, it's, it's, it's no matter how much we grow as a Christian, there still seem to be struggles in this area with a lot of people. And, uh, and, and, and many, many feel like they're asking, but not receiving. Or, 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 you know, we've got all different kind of terminology, like, we're, well, we're waiting for the manifestation. I know Jesus has done it. I know God's done it, but I'm waiting for the manifestation. All these different things. But in some form or other, people still seem to be waiting and something doesn't seem to be quite manifesting. And uh, so I want to explore this a little bit. I want, to, I want to talk a little bit about receiving, a bit more about receiving from God. So let me remind you, because I've got a lot of blank faces, what I said a couple of weeks ago. But remember, we, I talked about the fact that God gives, but we receive. Do you realize there's two different sides to the transaction? Okay. Um, a, a, a lot of people think that because I am not receiving, then it must be because God either has not or is not giving. Yeah. So they blame my lack of receiving on God's giving. So the mentality is we're waiting for God to do all like, that. You know, and people get into this even with faith and believing God and speaking the word. They say, well, you know, I've confessed the word a hundred times. When, when's God going to do it? And so they're in the mentality that the weight is in terms of God. And part of that comes out of this whole no blame, don't blame me, blame someone else, it's blame God. <laughs> Don't, don't, ever, don't ever point a finger at me and saying, well, you know, it might be because it's on my side. And I don't say that to condemn, because, again, the moment you do say that, people say, well, are you trying to condemn me? I'm just saying sometimes we just got to learn understanding and clarity can help a lot of things. So I'm going to look into the word concerning the two sides of the transaction. There's the giving side and the receiving, the receiving side. Now, giving is God's responsibility. Receiving is my responsibility. Yeah? How, how, how do I get God to give? Well, for a start, a lot of things he's already given. Yeah? In fact, I said Mark 11. Go to, go to John. Let's look at this one first. Uh, I will just, I'm going to just take it how it comes again. But um, it's very important. Get yourself into the mentality that giving and receiving are two sides of the same transaction. And just because the receiving side doesn't seem to be happening doesn't mean the giving side hasn't happened. 
you know, in America, I'll use American football as the illustration because I don't think we quite use the terminology in soccer. Soccer fans can correct me. But I know in American football, they have a one of the players, again, Americans, I'm really sorry if I'm even wrong in my terminology with American football, but, you know, this is from what I understand it. But there, there is a one of the players very often, you know, when the ball is thrown, they often call it the person who catches the ball the receiver. Yeah? yeah we don't really have that terminology in soccer, do we? Any soccer fans here? As far as I know. See, shows how much I know about sport. The, my sport was swimming. That wasn't a group sport. That was just me swimming. So, But anyway, I may be wrong in some of the terminology. And if I'm wrong, I'm sure there'll be comments on the video or something. No, no, you got it wrong. But anyway, we'll, we'll go with this. So, you know, it, it, works, it works with soccer. We just don't use the terminology. But when one player, I'll use soccer since we're in UK, football, we call it football. But because I said American football, now I'm thinking the terminology different but football in terms of soccer when one player has the ball yeah whether they're holding it rugby football or whether they're kicking it and and you're passing it to another player how many of you know there's two people involved in that transaction i forget for a moment the attacker's trying to steal the ball that's like the enemy i mean to inter intercept okay but just that part of the transaction one has the ball and he passes it to the other person yeah now you know, you would hope that the person kicking the ball has a bit of aim and that they're going to be able to kick it. Like if I was trying to kick a ball to Karen, they, you know, or if Karen was running, I might kick it slightly in front of her. But if I'm trying to pick the, kick the ball to Karen, I'm not going to go kick it in that direction, am I? So you would hope that the person at least got a bit of aim to send the ball in the right direction. Yeah? But now, if I, if I you know, if it's throwing or kicking the ball, depending on the sport, if I kick or throw the ball, if I send it into Karen's direction, I've done my part, haven't I? Once the ball, the ball has departed from my hands, if Karen decides to go sit down in the corner and cry and saying, well, I never got the ball because Owen never kicked it to me. I'm waiting for Owen to kick, and, and there's the ball going off down into the field there. Yeah? Do, do you see? I can do my part to perfection. And Karen still missed the ball. Yeah? Because actually the, rec the receiver, there's the terminology in some sport, has their role to play in catching the ball. Now, like I said, that's excluding even the example of whether you've got people trying to intersect and other players and stuff. If you've just got the two, two people involved, uh, no matter how good I do my job. Now, just because Karen doesn't catch the ball. Now, she might say to me, well, you threw it badly. <laughs> you didn't throw the ball very well. You didn't kick the ball very well. You know, all of that part aside, let's say my side was done perfectly. Okay? If she doesn't catch it, or catch it with her feet, catch it with her hands, depending on the sport, you can't turn around and say, well, that the reason, the reason it's Owen's fault I didn't catch it because Owen didn't send it. No, I'm like, no, I did. The ball's your direction. Okay? So the ball is someone's healing. Someone's answered prayer. Someone's result. And a lot of times, God has passed the ball on. He's given. And, 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 and he's teaching us the receiving side, how to catch a ball, how to catch what he's given. 
And, and people get it muddled up because they think I'm trying to use my faith to get God to give and all of this. And then they get, you know, and, 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 and maybe God will give if I've been a good Christian and maybe God will give him all these kinds. And we get into all these mentalities because we still think the primary thing I'm trying to do is get God to give. And because I haven't received, he hasn't given. But actually, the reality is the giving side's the easiest part of the transaction. I tried to show how I tried to say this a few weeks ago. How do you how easy is it to give someone who has a giving nature to give? The Bible says he freely gives us all things to enjoy. And there's so many different scriptures about that. It, it's not a challenge to get a giver to give. But a lot of what he's trying to teach us is how to get our side open up to receive. And this is where we, we keep getting confused. Okay. Now look at the scripture because this illustrates it a little bit. John 3, 16. Most of us know this. John 3, 16. And then we'll go to John 1. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave. You see that? What did God do? He is going to give. We're still waiting for him to give. For God so loved the world that one day he will give. He's given. Is this done? Did he give his only begotten son? When? 2,000 years ago for us. For us. This is a long time ago. Gave his past tense. He gave his only begotten son. So are we still waiting for him to give Jesus? We're not. But then why are there so many people on the planet who are not Christians? Because surely if God gives, everybody automatically receives. That's the mentality we have in every other area of Christianity. Healing, answered prayer, everything. We have the assumption that if God gives, it's going to automatically be in my hand and I'll just have it. Well, if that's true, who did he give Jesus to? For God so loved? So that if, if this verse is true and God gave Jesus to the world, that by the way, we think that means everybody should be a Christian right now. Because it's all up to God's giving, isn't it? It's all on God's giving. No, it's not. What's the point I'm making? That's wrong thinking. To blame my lack of receiving on his lack of giving is a deception. And multitudes of Christians across this planet are in that deception. There are many people begging and begging and begging God to do something. Oh, please, Lord, do. Oh, please, Lord, do. And they think because I don't have it, God hasn't yet done it. So beg him more. Oh, let's get more people to pray for me. Yeah? It's like, <laughs> I used to like last time I was doing this. In fact, you know, do it with the actual glass of water. If I, if I came to you and I said, please can I have a glass of water? I, I, please, please give me a glass of water. Please give me a glass of water. Please, I, I, I beg you, please give me a glass of water. Please, please give me a glass of water. And you, what are you trying to do? Please believe with me. Believe with me. You'll give me a glass of water. Everybody pray for me. Everybody pray. You'll give me a glass of water. If I come to church enough, will you please give me a glass of water? No, but please, please give me a glass of water. I don't have, I'm going to die of thirst here because he's not giving me a glass of water. 
If I'm a better Christian, will you give me a glass of water? Believe with me, people. Pray with me. We need really intense prayer on this one. Believe that he will give me a glass of water. Sorry? I'm not confessing it enough. That he will give me a glass of water. The Lord will give me a glass of water. Are you pleased with how many times I'm saying it? What, sorry? No, that's false doctrine. That must be the enemy talking. He said it was Iman the first time I asked. No, no, no. That's, I rebuke that thought. I rebuke that false doctrine. Let's believe with me, people. Let's pray. Let's, let's have an all-night prayer meeting. I'm really thirsty. I need a glass of water. Maybe it's not your will to give me a glass of water. Yeah, I'm waiting for a glass of water. <laughs> now, what's the problem in this trend? Now, it, this is ridiculous, isn't it? Do we function like this as human beings? But we do within Christianity. We don't in any other area of life. This mentality is blocking people. What's the actual problem? I'm not retaking up my hand and receiving it. I will take it this time because that made me thirsty thinking about how thirsty I was. It is. So many Christians are in that place that I've just mockingly described. But you know, that is the vast majority, many Christians. Oh, please tell God. Oh, please, everyone believe God will do it. And then they say, well, you know, you need to be in faith. So they say, well, I am in faith. I'm believing God's going to do it. No, that's not in faith. That's a misdefinition of what faith is. Okay, and I'll try to explain that a little bit further along the line. People think all my effort must go into making God give. This is a bit of repetition, but I'm coming at it from another angle from what I did two weeks ago. But actually, we need to hear this more because we really need to get our thinking right on this area. The struggle is not getting God to give. He's a liberal giver. Now, we read John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he did what? Go back to John 1. <clears throat> What's the real problem? And what is the real problem that the Bible identifies? Well, let's see this in terms of Jesus. John 1 verse 11. He came to his own and his own, what does your Bible say? Did not take is a good translation. In fact, one of the words I'm going to use, the original word valid, could validly be translated to take or to receive. It means both. Okay. <laughs> Did not receive him. I'll use that one for now, but the word take is valid. It's a perfectly good translation of the original word there. He, did, he came to his own and his own did not receive him. Now, do you notice that phrase? He came to his own. So were they waiting for him to come? Was there any lack of problem with him coming to his own? What was the problem? What was, where was the, the, the connection not being made? His own did not receive him. Now, this is where sometimes we just got to face reality. Do you know? Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Sometimes the if we can just accept the truth and say it's true, God, the problem is not on the giving side. Just let's, let's stop fighting that. Let's accept that and begin to say, okay, Lord, help me to understand now. How's this transaction breaking down? Because there are a lot of things that 
you know, people talk about why is it taking so long? Why is it delaying? I, I, I remember one minister, it took a, you know, it, it took him whatever, 16 months. He was bedfast, 16 months to get healed. Got opened his eyes. He saw a particular truth. And then for years afterwards, he said this. He says, if I saw that truth on day one, I said I could have been healed then. That 16-month delay had nothing to do with God withholding anything. The delays, very often, in terms of receiving things Jesus has already done. Now, in terms of your calling, do you understand that, you know, if God called someone to preach, there's preparation of the vessel and there's you being ready. There's you developing, but that's not in a sense part of the blessings of your redemption. That, that's usability within the kingdom. But in terms of redemption, this is why the Bible talks in terms of he has done it. Okay. In terms of what he has done, there is no delay from God's side. None. Zero. He's not withholding from you something that has been bought by the blood of Jesus and put in covenant and put in his word. He's not withholding any of that from you. There's wrong mentalities. People, there's so many Christians that think the problem is and the, he, that he's withholding. And it's because they've got a wrong way of thinking about God in the first place. They don't see God as a liberal giver, right? But this illustrates it so much. He says, he came to his own. His own did not receive him. What was the problem? Or take him. Was there any lack of God giving? No. Where was, the, where, where was the breakdown? They weren't receiving. Now, read the next verse. But as many as received him, same word again there, or similar, depending on the translation. But as many as received him, to them he gave. Now, there's the giving side. To them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Potentially, any of them could. Did Jesus die for everybody? Does that mean everybody becomes a son of God? No. Which ones become the son of God? Those who receive him. So you see the two different tribes of the transaction. Now, when the Bible talks, uses the term give, then it's emphasizing the giver and the act of the giver. And you'll find verses which talk about God who gives. It's telling you something about God. There are other verses which, which use the word receive. And those verses are not actually emphasizing something about God. When you read them, it emphasizes the person. For example, Hebrews 11, 11 says, By faith, Sarah herself received strength, or the word is actually dunamis, power to conceive seed. You see that the verse emphasizes something about Sarah. By faith, Sarah received Yes. And in fact, how many of you ever heard the, 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 the verse which says um, we, we might study this more in depth in one of the sessions. Uh, Therefore, come boldly to the throne room of grace. What, what's the rest of the verse? Someone quote for, for me if they remember it. Come boldly to the throne room of grace so that God will give you. So that God will give you mercy. What does the verse actually say? Come boldly to the throne room of grace that you. Now, remember, when I said when it uses the word receive, it emphasizes the receiver. Isn't that amazing? It talks about the throne room and it talks about something about you, not about him. Therefore, come boldly to the throne room of grace that you may receive mercy 
and obtain grace. And actually the word receive there is the exact same word that's translated receive or take in many places or a variation of it. It's the word, uh, I think the, 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 the root word is lumbano, and then you sometimes get paralumbano and different, different variations. But lumbano is very often in that word in some place. And it means to take or to receive, to take to oneself. It's like to stretch out the hand to take. The word give has the idea of the giver reaching out the hand to give. The word receive has the idea of the receiver taking their hand, reaching out to take what is given. So that verse, Hebrews 4, 16, 16 or 18, Hebrews 4, it says, come boldly to the throne room of grace that you may receive it or that you may obtain it. You could also translate it take, that you may take mercy. Now, if, if you take something, that sounds like it's quite freely available. Someone says, well, you know, oh, you, you, it, it's very rude to take something. No, 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 you, your thinking's wrong. <laughs> <clears throat> it's wrong to take something that you shouldn't be taking. That's stealing. Yeah? If I, if I after the service today, if I decided to walk off with, you know, Something, I'd be t without permission. That's stealing, yeah. That's that's wrongful taking. But if if if, for example, Jackie came to me and said, "Oh, and I really want to give this to you. I, I want to bless you with this. I'm going to give this to you." And and Jackie gave it to me. Would it be wrong for me to then take it when I leave the house? No. In fact, it would be silly of me to leave it, show because then Jackie would say, "You forgot to take it with you." So. Taking is not wrong when it's yours to take, when it's available to you, when it's been given to you to take. Yeah? In fact, the word take in the Bible, sometimes it talks about, um, I find some of these, I've got them written down, but one of them says, um, by illustration, by form of illustration, what is this one? talks about in Revelation, there was handed to Jesus the scroll, and it said he took the scroll. Well, if taking's wrong, you should... Tell Jesus off for that. Yeah? No, there are contexts where taking is the right thing to do. And we have to learn how to take what God's giving. And actually, some, it's been described like this. Faith is the hand that takes. Yeah? Now, let's go, let's go to Mark 11 where I said Go. It's not wrong to take something that is given to you. In fact, it's foolish not to. <laughs> you, know, you know, if you came to me and said, I, I want to give you a sofa, I'm going to leave it outside my house. You just come grab and take it when you want to. And then three weeks later, the, the sofa is still outside my house. I might get a bit annoyed. So I'm going to go throw that sofa away because I obviously don't want it. Because it's now inconvenient that you haven't taken it. It's cluttering up my driveway. But you can't sit at home going, oh, you know, the reason I don't have a sofa in my house is because Owen hasn't given me a sofa. I'm like, no, I told you, it's on my driveway. Come pick it up. You come take it. Yeah? And, and you know, the Bible says, Psalm 23, he lays a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Some people think, oh, poor me. God hasn't given me any food on the table. He says, he laid a table before you. 
What are you going to do when you're sitting? I mean, family dinner. What are you doing when you're sitting at the family dinner table and someone passes you, say, pass me the peas and someone holds you the peas out? You know, somewhere at some point, someone's got to transfer it from the pea pot into your plate. Yeah. And then you've got to pick up your knife and fork and stick it in your mouth. The only people you do it all for them are the babies in the high chair where you put it in the fork and you stick it in their mouth for them. Yeah. But if you're a bit of a grown up, <laughs> I wouldn't it be you're sitting at the, the family dinner table and you're sitting in the water. You know, you're, you know, you're in your twenties. You go, I don't have any peas. I don't have any peas. My mommy didn't give me any peas. I'm waiting for mommy to give me peas. And your parents are like, just, just help yourself. Just take some peas and carrots. It's all on the table. No, there's no peas in my plate. So mommy isn't giving me any peas. But you think grow up. Yeah. I can understand if you're a two-year-old and you're crying there, oh, is it, be there? and then you got to do it for them. Yeah. Babies, you do it for them. As they grow up, <laughs> could do it all for them. A lot of Christians just want it all done for them. And if God doesn't literally stick the fork in my mouth, I'm going to cry that I don't have any peas. It's not how it works. Okay, God wants us to learn how to reach out our hand and take what he's giving. Take possession of. So uh, that's why I'm going to dwell on this for a little week, a, a little bit of time, because we need to be, we need some receiving. We want to receive a bit more. We need to start de stopping, get to deal with some of these delays. Let's, let's get a hole into the receiving mentality. Let's make some shifts. This is why I changed topic. I was going to do increase, but I said, hold on, we need to get some receiving taking place here. We're going to get all these mentalities that very often we, we hear in churches that, that, that we pick them up along the way and we get back into these mentalities and I'm waiting for the Lord and we're waiting for the, when's God going to do? And, you know, I'm in faith, but when's, but, you know, we're trusting the Lord, but, the, you know, we've, we've even come to expect delays as normal. Oh, Daniel. Yeah. So, you know, there was a battle in heaven, and so that's why there was a delay, and some people preached that about. But that's that's not true. Yeah, when it comes to healing, Yeah, that that's that verse isn't about healing. But at the same time, one thing you do see in that passage is the day he prayed, the answer was sent from heaven. Yeah. Okay. But I'll tell you a couple of things. People oh, I'm like Daniel. They love doing that with the Old Testament prayers. I'm like this person. Well, Daniel did achieve quite a good amount with his praying, didn't he? But, you know, he didn't have the name of Jesus. He was not a new creature in Christ Jesus. He, 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 was, he was not seated with Christ in heavenly places. And he didn't have praying in tongues. <laughs> so there's all kinds of tools he didn't have. And look what he managed to achieve. Plus, he was dealing with an enemy who was still the God of this world, who had not been yet defeated at the cross. Yeah. There's all kinds of factors you've got to take into account when you're looking at things in the Old Covenant. But people love those kind of passages because it feeds their reason why I can prove there's a delay. Okay. Maybe what? I've done it for years, though, with my eyes. I, I, I thought, well, I wait. And you go through all the teaching, mm -hmm. you know, all this healing teaching. And you think, well, I, it's all about my faith. And, and so you put all your store on, well, my faith's not big enough. My faith, so you're constantly trying to increase your faith. Yeah. And you're focused on your faith. And 
you know, it, it's really helped me this teaching that I'm receiving because I realized God's mm. given me. Yeah. I mean, I always do that, but it's like the focus was wrong. I was focused on my, my faith and not on the fact that he's already given it to yeah. me. Yeah. The receiving side becomes easier when we realize the giving side well, is. I've been doing, I've just been saying thank you, God, that. Thank you, it's done. You're not withholding yeah. healing yeah, from me. That is. I, I, I receive, and I've just been saying, I received your healing. I received it. Yeah. And, and that mentality shift is a, is is a major. Mentality yeah. shift has happened. I, I realize good, that I'm not waiting good. for God to heal me. Because you think, well, why has he done it? You think, yeah. Oh, I believe. I now believe in the finished work of Jesus. That's all right. I believe mm-hmm. in all that. But I wasn't receiving because I was still thinking somehow it's got to be my faith that enables it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it's just those shifts have got it. Is that someone phoning? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I'm you pressed a button and it just started playing. You don't know how to stop. No, there it is again. <laughs> Do we have to start making announcements, please? Turn your mobile phones off at the start of the service. Okay. Now, let's let's look at a couple more things. But that's right, Karen, exactly what you said there, that mentality shift. And it's amazing how many of us, even who know the word, who've heard the word, slot back into the wrong mentality and that's why sometimes we need a bit of this kind of teaching to just get us back in the wrong in the the wrong yeah yeah and that's still a waiting mentality we train ourselves to wait yeah we actually need to begin to train ourselves with the expectancy father i thank you that that manifestation is happening one day one day i might do a study on all the the immediately's and the suddenly's in the new testament you don't hear much teaching on those it's not just the suddenly's the Bible talks about how the woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus said immediately yeah. the flow of her blood was stopped. You study those in the healing ministry of Jesus and you look at how many of them it uses the word immediately for. Not all of them, but actually we've gotten into a delay expectation. But when all the connections are <coughs> take place, there's no reason there should be long delays and all kinds of things. But... <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're waiting <laughs> yeah but unfortunately we get used to that as christians as well in terms of god mm-hmm. yeah or we also just think about how the the kind of the more religious way of thinking is that's not based upon the word we slot back into those all right, let's look at a couple more verses. Is that all right? Mark 11. This is where I was trying to go in the first place. Mark 11, verse 24. Now read this with a fresh pair of eyes. Not, don't read this the way we've always read it. Read this with, with how I've been teaching because of the wording of this. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say to you, this is Jesus speaking, Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that, what does it say? I've got the Hebrew one and it says that you have taken it. You have taken. And again, the taken, it's the same word. It's lambano, lambano, whatever the pronunciation. And it has that meaning, take or receive. So, Notice who it's emphasizing. Is this saying your belief must be something about what God does? 
No. Now, in order for you to believe you take, you, you're going to need to believe God gives. So that's a, that is a starting point. Getting to the place of believing I can take or receive it has to start with believing God's given it. So, but, but it goes further than that. Because if you, if you see God as the giver, but you also see them, him as the one causing the delay, then you're not going to be able to take it. Yet. Well, I can only take it when he finally decides to give it. No, no. In order to believe I take it, you've got to believe he gives. You've also got to believe it's immediately available. You've got to get rid of the delay mentality. Because I can only take it if it's there for me to take right now. Okay? And I like, I like that it uses the word take there. But again, you'll begin to realize very often the word receive and the word take are the same concepts. It's the same Greek word being translated this. But here, he says, when you pray, now, whatever things you ask when you pray. Now, in your Bible, do you see the concept of when or at the time? What does when emphasize? Okay. If I said different words, if I said where, I would be emphasizing location. Okay, where? When is time, isn't it? Where's, where is location? What is something, an item? Well, when you say when, you're emphasizing timing. Now, notice the timing part of this verse, because people, this is what people have. Well, is it God's time? Is there a delay? This verse teaches you something about timing. Look at this. Whatever things you ask, when you pray. So what's the, what is the timing? Is the timing three months after you pray? Is the timing the day after? At, would I be correct to paraphrase it? If it says when you pray, you could say at the same time that you make the request believe you take so when should i believe i take it at the point of request now go back a step again how can i take it if god hasn't given it so if i if i am if i'm to believe i take it at the time i make the request what does that tell you about what god does he gives it immediately. I have to believe in the immediate response from God in order to believe that I receive. Already done or immediately. But either way, yes. Depends on the context. If he says something, it's given, it's already done. That's yours to come and take. That's like saying, that's like me phoning up and saying, yes. Yeah. So if it's something that's already given, but, but any form of idea that there's a delay on God's side is a wrong mentality because you can't believe you take it at the time you pray if you think there's still a delay on his side. Okay. And that's like saying, that's the difference between me saying, hey, I want to give you my sofa. I've already put it out on my lawn. You just come grab it when you're ready. Yeah. Apart from the fact that that's technically, what do they call that? Flight tipping. But anyway, <laughs> apart from that fact. But if I say, it's already out there, you just come grab it, yeah? Then is there any delay on me getting it to you if I've already put it out there? That's just up to you to come grab it. Yeah? So we are blaming God for a lot of our, for, for a lot of our lack of taking. 
And this is what we've got to, this is what we need to fix. So the concept of faith, which he teaches here, which is foundational, is that there must be some things regarding the belief on my receiving, my taking side. And this is where a lot of people are not getting. Most Christians are not even taught to take. They're taught to beg until God graciously decides after making you beg for a long time that it, it's finally his will to do it. Many, most Christians, large portions of Christianity are hearing nothing about taking in messages this morning going on across churches across the planet. And probably for, for the last 10 years, they've heard nothing about taking except for the fact that how dare you assume to think you could possibly do that. If God wants you to have it, he'll put it in your mouth like a good two-year-old baby sitting at the table and we squash the mushy peas in your mouth for you. No, it's not how it works. He puts the table before you. You've got to take the items on the table. Amen? Now, let's, 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 let's look at... Let me give you another illustration of this. Go to the book of Numbers in the Old Covenant. This word... Again, like I said, there's different forms of, of this word. Lum, lumbano, there's paralumbano. There's another one is epilumbano, something like that. But And that one has the idea of take possession of something. So one is to take. There's another one that, that has the idea. And it's also in the New Testament. I can give you verses where it's used, maybe today or next time. And it, ha it has the meaning to take possession of. In other words, to make it mine. Yeah, take possession of uh, it, it, one means to take hold of with the hand. Another one means to seize or to lay hold of with the hand. But it's a similar concept, isn't it? Me taking it. Yeah. Twenty-four days or twenty-four. Yeah. Days or, it didn't matter to him. He was not bearing a, a second daughter. Yeah. He just like prayed and prayed and prayed, and he was like a bulldog. He wasn't there. Yeah. Anymore. And that kind of bulldog tenacity. See, we are taught. I'll get to numbers in a minute. We are trained into a very passive mentality in church, and we're trained that passiveness is the right way to be. And that's the whole. All these phrases. God's in control. Just leave it all up to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. We, you've got to be careful about phrases that sound spiritual but actually convey a wrong mentality. Just leave it all up to the Lord. What does that say? I don't have to do anything. I'll just sit down and, you know, that's almost like the whatever will be will be mentality. If God wants me to have it, it'll just appear in my hand. If it, if it doesn't just appear in my hand, God clearly doesn't want me to have it. So I have no responsibility. It's all up to whether he wants me to have it or not. It will automatically just appear in my life. If it doesn't just automatically appear in my life, he doesn't want me to have it. So clearly he wants me to have the opposite. Yeah. And, and that doesn't take into account another vital Bible truth that we have an enemy. You can't just say everything that appears in my hand came from the Lord. When the Bible says there's, a, there's an enemy who's also trying to do things in your life. And the Bible tells you an opposite response to God, to the enemy. It says, submit to God, resist the devil. Now, if you don't know what the devil's doing and what God's doing, how are you going to know what to submit to and what to resist? So a lot of Christians are submitting to everything 
with the mentality that whatever will happen in my life must be the will of God. They're not resisting anything, which is what the Bible instructs them to do. They're being passive about it. And none of that is a Bible mentality. And then the moment you say, no, you mustn't be passive, you're accused of the one of being in the false doctrine. <laughs> the Bible does not teach a passive mentality. What kind of people does the Bible actually often point us to? Takers? Yeah, kingdom of God. So I'm trying to look at you, and there's a little bug just flying right there. It was right, no, 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 just right in front of my eye. It was right in between you and me. I was like, mm. yes. What type of person was the woman with the issue of blood? Did she go and take it? Did Jesus tell her off for taking it? What type of person was the was 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 the the man and his friends who was lowered through the roof? Did they just make up their mind? We're going in there to get it. What type of person was Joshua and Caleb? Yeah, they had a different spirit about them. They, 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 they had a, we're going to go and take it. We'll read a bit about them in this series. What, what about David in terms of Goliath? Did he just sit and wait for the Lord to knock Goliath flat and then would say, look what my faith did while I sat passively on the field? Did David say, we're going to come, let's all have a prayer meeting and let's all just pray that the Lord knocks Goliath out the way? Or did David say, come, let's go do something about it? Were they, are, we, are we shown a get up and go get involved kind of people in Scripture, Old and New Testament? Or are we shown a passive? Men? So where did the passive idea come into Christianity and people call it Bible? It came from somewhere else. It didn't come from the Bible. It came from other religion, human religious ideas, but not Scripture. And we are push, it's pushed at us. We'll just leave it all up to the Lord. No, no, no. It's all God's in control of all of it. No, no, you just be passive. Be careful of these mentalities. Examine them in the light of Scripture because the Bible teaches to take possession of. People think, no, it's humility to do nothing. No, it's not. It's stupidity. Okay? <laughs> humility yields to what God says. And if God says, get up and take it, then it is humble for me to do what God says. Yeah. Laying a hold of, getting up and go, mm -hmm. taking it has, is not being taught to most Christians. And this is why so many are actually struggling to receive. And they're in this, they're, they've convinced them, because they've heard that we need to be in faith to receive from God, they've convinced themselves that their passive way of sitting around is faith. So when you say you need to be it up in faith, they say, well, I am in faith. I'm passively sitting by the roadside, leaving it all up to the Lord. That I'm in faith. And it's a deceptive, deceptive form of what faith actually is. Because the Bible faith we're shown is a get up and take faith. Amen? So is sowing the same then? Sowing is the same as... as... So you mean like, like, like giving offerings and stuff or giving to people or stuff like that? I mean that's that is that's certainly that, that that's an aspect of giving, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like if you could you could give some give a gift to someone and they not receive it, even stuff like that, yeah. Um. All right, let me look at times ticking away. What did I leave? Did, oh, did I did I read that first? Numbers. That's the one. I was trying to remember which was the last one that I hadn't read yet. 
Uh, now, actually, after all the joke about numbers there, what number in numbers, I, 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 instead of numbers, I should have said Nehemiah. <laughs> so sorry. I thought I said Nehemiah at the start, and then maybe I said numbers. You heard numbers. I said Nehemiah. You're ganging up on me now. Nehemiah 9. So I, I, I'm going to, I want to camp on this for a little bit because I really want us to actually, as a whole group, have a mentality shift in this area uh, to get up and take. Yeah. And how do I take? We'll talk about it, about this again. Like I've said to you, as a teacher, you can't cover everything in one go. So sometimes we're going to get the mentality shifts and then we can go through some of the how-to, yeah? But uh, so some people already know the how-to, but they're doing the how-to with the wrong mentality. So they need the mentality shift. This, this illustrates it incredibly. Nehemiah 9, verse 22. Now, remember I said that the, the word give, sorry, receive has the idea of take, but variations used of it in the New Testament even have the idea of to take possession of. Now, to take possession of means to make it mine, doesn't it? To take possession of something. Look at now, look at this because it talks about this. Nehemiah 9.22, moreover, now notice the, the, the switch of emphasis at, throughout this whole passage. Nehemiah 22, this is talking about the children of Israel entering the promised land, yeah? But notice the wording. This is very interesting. Moreover, you gave them kingdoms and nations. Do you see that? So who gave? Talking about God. So there you can, even, you can highlight the word you gave. But then notice this, and divided them into districts. So, now notice the change. They took possession of. Do you see that? Do you see the two phrases? Do you see the two mentalities? God gave, they took possession of. Now notice the repetition of this. This keeps doing this. They took possession of the land of Sihon. The king of the, the the land of the king of Heshbon and the land of king, the land of Og, king of Bashan. Uh, verse twenty three. You also multiplied their children as the stars in heaven. That's something God did, yeah. Notice this, and brought them into the land. So who brought them into the land? Which you had told their fathers. Now, what did he tell their fathers to go in and? That was an instruction, wasn't it? Now, an instruction means you do it. So God was telling their fathers, you go in and possess it. So who had to go in and possess it? Did God say, sit on the River Jordan and hold a prayer meeting and believe that the land will become yours? Or did he say, go into the land and take it? Now, he also said to them, at one point he said, I have given you. And another point I think I, I, I am giving you. And I think one of the ways it can be translated in some of the texts is I've been trying to give you. <laughs> he says, I have given you the land. I've been trying to give you the land. But who had to take possession of the land? So you see the two ideas here. And this, this, the, the way it's written is incredible here. And now he does it again. Verse 24. So the people went in and possessed the land. Who went in and possessed it? Or did God just do it for them? 
They went in and possessed the land. Now notice the switch again. You, talking about God, subdued before them the inhabitants of the land. Do you see a working together going on here? They did, God did. They did, the God did. This may sound to be something that you can use to, to bring get back the children from the enemy's land. We just accept and pray about wisdom. Pray for wisdom and say, God, how can I apply these truths into these? I'm just thinking of Karen Wheatman and her daughter. They mm-hmm. paid one, and you know they're completely out of the faith and everything. And she got people say, "Oh, you know, she's got to make her own mistakes. She's got to just accept that's her life." And something just rose up in her, you know, and she was, "No, you know, I'm not accepting this." And she just rose up and she got aggressive. Yeah, she, she got aggressive in the spirit over mm-hmm. it, and it took two years, but. Her daughter yeah. came back, and I'm yeah. just thinking, you know, we get into this mentality, well, they have to make their own decisions, they have to make their own. But, yeah. you know, the Lord didn't give us our children to populate hell. This is what yeah. absolutely. Sometimes you've got to get aggressive with things. That's why yeah. the mentality shift is God wants us in this kind of aggressive mentality. Yeah. You're not being aggressive with God. No. no you're not, but you're putting your foot down saying, I am taking what God's given. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes maybe you might have to do that and just say, no, I'm not accepting. I'm not just rolling over and letting it happen. I'm going yeah. to be aggressive in, 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 in my, my stand in faith and my prayer and my, my saying, no, I'm not tolerating that. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yes. Praying like this is, 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 is something you don't hear a lot. A lot of Christians are praying a very passive form of praying. But sometimes they, 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 there's times in my life when I've done exactly this and, you know, and I've just put my foot down and said, no, I am not accepting this happening in my life. I'm not accepting that it has to go toward a negative outcome. You know, I'm trying to say that without sharing some of the situation, but there, there was one recently and I just was like, no. I'm not accepting that situation going wrong. That is not how it's God. That is contrary to what God promised. And everything is pushing toward it going wrong. I put my foot down and said, I will not accept that. I am taking what God said about this. Well, you know what happened? Things changed. Okay, again, I just want you to see how much this mentality is is in this verse. Um, so, So it says, they went into possession. Verse 24, you subdued before them the inhabitants of the lands, the Canaanites, Canaanites, and it says, and gave them into their hands. So do you see all of that? God gave. All right? I understand the different translations. The wording might be different, but you see the concept which says you gave with their kings and the people of the land that they might do with them as they wished. Verse 25, and they took. You see the two contrasts. It says you gave, they took. As the Bible saying, those were some really naughty people for taking. It's rude to take. Or is the Bible saying, this is, this, this is how it worked. This is what God expected. This is the mentality God expected to operate. Now, why does God put all this in the old covenant? Is it just to show how they possessed the land? Or does this mentality go throughout scripture all the way into the New Testament? Is this the kind of mentality that the woman with the issue of blood said, I'm going to go and take my healing. Did she take possession of her healing? Did her faith reach out and say, I'm going to receive it. I'm taking it. Thank you very much. 
And did Jesus turn around and say, oh, you've not read the scriptures, you're not supposed to just take. Or maybe she did know there was nothing wrong with taking from God's point of view because she didn't have 2,000 years of Christian mentalities telling her it was wrong. She had a Bible that showed her that's what God expects. Get up and take it. So she did it. Yeah? It's us that's drifted off this mentality. It's us that's moved away from this and come to think that the passiveness is the normal biblical way. And we've pushed this at us from multiple directions of different Christian groups that do not want you to actually get into this mentality. In fact, some of them will teach you this is wrong. But this is all over the Bible. Okay? So it's clear that you see this. You gave, they took. You gave, they took. Let me, let me just show you the same mentality in one more verse and then we'll close. Deuteronomy 1. So when God gives, what, what, what does he expect of me? To take possession of, to receive it. Father, I thank you. I receive what you've given me. I thank you. I, 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 I take possession of that. And, and, and one of the big part of the way we take possession of something is our words. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think of that in terms of salvation. If he provide, if he went through what he went through just to provide salvation, not a single person received or took possession of and received Jesus, then yeah, I mean, he almost is a bit of an insult there. But what all the other things that he's done for us as well. He said, yeah, I've given you this, I've given you this, I've given you this. Well, half the church is trying to say, no, he, does, he hasn't given it to you, and no, it's not his will for you to have it. The other half of the church, and probably some of the same groups, are telling you, no, you shouldn't take it. You've got to wait for God to give it. You must be passive. Same Bible mentalities. Okay? Let's just begin to say, well, hold on, he has given it to me, and he's told me to take, up, take, take possession of it, so I'm going to do just that. And do you think God is offended when a Christian does this? Well, again, look at Jesus. Was Jesus the revealed will of God? Did Jesus tell the woman with the issue of blood off? When she just got up and came and took. I've jokingly called the woman with the issue of blood a pickpocket. Because she literally didn't ask. There was no interaction between her and Jesus until after she was healed. She snuck behind him. She had every intention of pickpocketing healing and slipping back into the crowd without even an interaction between him and Jesus. And Jesus, when he does talk to her, does not. Oh, how dare you take without saying thank you. He just said, your faith got you that. That's a pat on the back. Well done. Go for it. Some of the rest of you should learn from that. Come grab. <laughs> It's the wrong mentality. Yeah, and and, and believe we we, to, we we where we've actually come to the point of expecting delays are normal. It's been we've been taught almost like it's going to take a delay. Mm, it is. We, we, we're supposed to believe in a God who responds and acts and moves and, 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 and moves immediately. Because I can't believe I receive if I don't believe 
he's either has already done or does when I ask him. Yeah. Yeah. Gets him wrong and, and then everything just knocks off wrong off that one. That's right. But we're going to have the right doctrine and mentality. Amen. Yeah. And we're not going to be ashamed about it. And so it's time, it's time to start taking possession of some things. Someone says, well, I've been waiting 15 years to enter into some things. Now, like I said, if it's in terms of someone's calling, sometimes there's preparation of the vessel. Um, it's a t- totally different thing. I'm talking in, in terms of what God has given in redemption. What God has, Now, some people are just not convinced God even gave it in redemption. Then we've got another problem. Yeah. But you do need to know what he's given you. The Bible says he's given us exceedingly great and precious promises. There's all kinds of things that are in there that he has given. Okay, but that's another teaching. But we... In terms of things that he has provided and healing's part of that, freedom from the curse, all these kind of things, the blessing, you've got to lay hold of this and say, okay, fine, I'm going to start taking what God's giving. No more delays on any of this. I'm, I'm done with delays. I'm taking possession. Yeah? All right, let's read this and then we'll, we'll bring this to a close. Deuteronomy chapter 1, let's, let's read verse 8. See, this is again talking about the land, but I want you to see how repetitive God is about this concept uh, with them see i have set i have set the land before you yeah who's talking so god says i have set the land before you now what's the next phrase go in now who's he talking to now is he talking is god saying i'm going to do this for you do you see the sweatshirt <laughs> i have set the land before you now what's the instruction go in and possess you go and take it. Well, this is your healing. It says, I've given you healing in the cross. You take possession of it. Yeah. Now, if I don't take possession of it, can I blame God? Yeah. Can I say that well, it's because God hasn't given? No. I've got to learn how to take possession. I've got to learn how to move on and, and, and receive. It's the receive, take possession, reach out the hand and take. Now notice the mentality follows through over and over. It's very repetitive. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to the, your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give them. So God promised to give them. And then he says, now I'm giving it to you. But does it, was that the end of the transaction? Because God promised to give and God said, now I'm giving it to you. Was that it? Did it automatically become theirs? No, they had a part to play. Go and take it. Now, verse 21. Look, the Lord your God has set the land before you. Now, what's the instruction? Go up and possess it. Is is God being repetitive here? Verse 38. Joshua, the son of Nun, who stands before you, he shall go in there, encourage him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit it. Was this a human being? Was Joshua a human? Did he play any role in whether they whether they inherited that land? Or was it just all in God's hands? No, he says Joshua's going to play a role in this. Now look at verse 39. I love the way, in, certainly in my Bible, it words this one. Moreover, your little ones and your children who say to, who, who you say will be victims who today have no knowledge of good and evil, they shall go in there. I love this phrase. To them I will give it, and they shall possess it. Do you see that in your translations? 
highlight that one. Because there you see the two, tra- two sides of the transaction. That is so clear in that verse. To them I will give it, and they shall possess it. Who is it God's job to possess what he's given? Take that's no, mine. And I'll show you this mentality in the New Testament as we go, but I want us to just do you know the, the word possess, and, I, and I'm not talking to in terms of demon possession, I'm talking about in terms of possess, take possession of that concept, that word is in the Bible over 300 times. It's not a small concept. Over 300 times, possess, take possession of, you take it. Okay. Now, there is a scripture, we'll look at this at another point, because I'll just close on this. There is a scripture which says, a man cannot receive something unless it has been given to him by heaven. Okay. So you think, of, I can't take something he hasn't given. But actually, the opposite of that scripture is true too. If it has been given, now I must take it. So if heaven's not going to give, you can have the strongest faith on the planet. You ain't going to price something out of heaven's hand that God's decided and giving you. Okay? But the wonderful thing is he's such a giving God. There's very few things that probably even would come into that category. Really wants us to have a lot of things. And walk in a lot of things. But, but, But actually, because heaven has given, I can take possession of and take. So my faith is not trying to get him to give. My, my faith is taking possession of, taking hold of what he's giving. We're going to learn how to do this more. Amen? Good. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we thank you for what we've seen in your word today. And Lord, this, these are important truths. These are not being taught enough in the church. And not enough Christians are seeing this and getting a hold of this. But we're going to be people who take possession of what you've given. We're going to lay hold of Father God. We're going to stop getting into this delay mentality. Stop getting into this passive mentality. Stop getting into this just sit around and if the Lord wants it to happen, it'll happen mentality. And just start getting into a word mentality where we begin to say, Father, I thank you. You've done it. So I'm rising up to take it. And I'm taking what you've given me. So we take a hold of our healing. We take a hold of our freedom. We take a hold of our redemption. We lay hold of the the redemption that you've given us in Christ Jesus. We lay hold of every area of our salvation. We take possession. We walk in and we say, we we lay hold of that blessing. You've given us the blessing. We take possession of it. We step into that in the name of Jesus. And we will not tolerate less. We will not just let the enemy come in and steal and take away and deceive. But we put our foot down and we say, I am going in and I'm taking possession of this area of my life. And I'm not going to let the enemy keep me out anymore. And I thank you, Father God, that, 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 that you have given me my healing. You have given me that blessing. You have given me that freedom. I'm not waiting for you to do anything more. But I thank you that you've given it. So I reach out now, right now with my hand and I, the hand of faith and I say, thank you, Father God. And I, I give you the glory for it, but I take possession. And I do what you've told me to do. And we receive that. Hallelujah. And I thank you, Father God. More, We're going to get more testimonies of people starting to lay hold of the things that you've given and saying there's no more delays. We're not putting up with delays anymore, but we're stepping in in Jesus' name.